Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast, part two of our conversation with longtime NFL linebacker London Fletcher, is brought to you by Compassion International. We've told you about Compassion for a while now. They've been a great partner and sponsor to this podcast. And listen, for $38 a month, you can release a child from poverty. It's that simple. And this is a great opportunity for you if you're a family person, you're married, you have kids, get your whole family involved and look to our website, compassion.com slash sports spectrum. And there's a list of children there just waiting to be sponsored. Your chance to pray about it, select the child that you feel led to, and then sponsor that child. And you do, when you do, this connects you to a child across the, across the globe. And it's $38 a month, the best $38 you'll spend every single month. And you connect with this child. You're able to write them letters. You're able to, to connect with them and let them know about you and your family. And then they write you back in their language. It's really great. And we get letters for the, the boy that we sponsor, my family and I, uh, each month or maybe every, every, every other month. But you can write a letter as often as you'd like. If you'd like to write a letter every single week, you can do that. And it's a great way to connect with a child. But even more than that, you're releasing them from poverty. You're giving them hope. That's what every child needs. That's what every child deserves. Education, tutoring, medical care, all done in the name of Jesus. Sponsor a child today through Compassion International. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and sponsor a child today. Today's guest on the podcast, part two of our conversation with four-time Pro Bowl linebacker London Fletcher here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Yesterday in part one, we heard his journey, his incredible story of just overcoming just a difficult time as a youngster uh, and how he made it to football and then made it to the NFL. Really, it, it started with him going to Division Three John Carroll University. And so we talked to him yesterday about that, where his faith was as a kid and just growing up in, in a place where his 17-year-old sister was was killed, how he had he was staring down the barrel of a gun uh, as a teenager and thought his life was over. Just incredible stories yesterday in part one. So listen to that episode for sure. Then come back, listen to here, part two. Then come back and listen here to part two of our conversation where today we talk about two important things in his life. His faith, when he made Christ the Lord of his life, which happened during his NFL career, uh, which is really a great story. And then we talk about his NFL career, just what it's like to play in a Super Bowl, playing for that greatest show on turf team, and just some of the incredible feats that he was able to 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 accomplish. I mean, we're talking about 256 consecutive NFL games played, 16 years, 16 games every year, never missed a game in his entire career playing linebacker, one of only five players in NFL history to play over 250 consecutive games. London Fletcher, just an incredible story. And he's also a nominee for the class of 2019 Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know what? I think he's got a shot at making the Hall of Fame. I really do because he was just consistently solid, never missed a game, and just one of those guys that was beloved by his teammates. And he was effective on the field, four-time Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl champion. Currently doing work for CBS Sports as an NFL analyst. Let's get to part two of our conversation here with London Fletcher, former NFL linebacker on the Sports Spectrum Podcast.
Division three schools, London, Division three schools don't produce many NFL players. And despite you being a first-team All-American linebacker two straight years, you go undrafted by the NFL in 1998. When did you be- begin to think that you had the goods, though, to make it to the NFL, that you could, put, you could play in the NFL? Was there ever a time during your college career where you thought, you know, I think I can play on the next level? You know, it's uh, I had a couple of coaches who had either um, some type of ties to the NFL. Um, well, our strength and conditioning coach at John Carroll, he had worked for the Browns um, years before, and he felt like I had the talent to to play in the National Football League. There's a couple other coaches who had um, either coached uh, my, my defensive coordinator, um, who was my head coach in high school, actually became my defense coordinator, John Carroll. He had coached plenty of guys at, at in high school who had uh, gone on to play pro ball. And he even told me back in high school he thought I could play pro, pro but I just thought he was just, you know, kind of blowing smoke a little bit. <laughs> um, and, you know, it was it was really – I wasn't truly convinced about it until, um, man, you know, scouts started coming around a little bit and, and checking me out. And um, I'm starting to just continue to excel in the um, – in the sport, but I still was just like, man, I'm, you know, five ten, um, and I play middle linebacker. So it just didn't, didn't know. Um, so I was like, okay, well I transitioned to a safety in college and stuff like that. So it was a lot of different um, things, um, that I was, wasn't certain about, but once I got actually into, uh, the Rams camp, mini camp and training camp, there was no doubt that I felt like I could play once I was around other pros, pros and competing against them. That's when I um, knew for certain that I could, uh, I can make it in the national football league. Do you remember that sort of welcome to the NFL moment for you, whether it was training camp, a preseason game, or even in an, the, your first regular season action, do you remember that moment? Every guy has that sort of moment, whether it's getting beat or, you know, dealing, you know, going up against one of the hall of famers or meeting somebody that's your hero. What was your welcome to the NFL moment? Um, Probably, I would say meeting um, Jackie Slater, who was who's a Hall of Famer offensive tackle for for the uh, Rams. Oh yeah, and he was um, doing the preseason games for for the Rams. So we went to scrimmage the the Colts up in uh, at their training camp in Indiana, and um, maybe it was in the no, I think they they trained in Champaign at that point, uh, Illinois, and. Um, Jackie came, he's watching practice, and I come off the sideline, on the sideline, and he was like, um, man, it's just glaring how, how fast you are, how much faster you are than everybody else on the football team. You just stand, you're standing out, you know, something to that nature. And, you know, here I am, I'm like, man, this is Jackie Slater saying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, wow, that was kind of, you know, just a, 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 you know, a welcome to the NFL moment, I guess you could say. And also just a, it gave me a great deal of confidence, too. Yeah, I mean, Jackie was a legend, certainly, with the Rams. And his son, Matthew, now plays with the Patriots. And he was on this podcast and talked about the influence his dad had, not just from playing in Hall of Fame, a Hall of Fame-type career, but also as a man of faith. So for you, you mentioned your faith doesn't really become more real to you until you're 25, 30 years old. So take us to the moment, maybe for you, London, when you actually decided, okay, yes, I'm going to make that decision to follow Christ, to make him the Lord of my life. Was it... You know, was that something that happened during an NFL type of season, or was that an off-season thing? Take us to the moment when that happened for you. 
It was, um, it was I kind of, it started during the off season, and, and I want to get the exact uh, year, man. You got get me thinking about back <laughs> <laughs> the off season of two thousand four, maybe. When you were with Buffalo, right? Yes, yeah, going until the 2004 season. So, uh, you know, I started um, kind of feeling Christ um, nudging at me, you know, telling me I needed to come to him because the same things that I was doing um, prior to having a relationship with Christ, they just weren't as enjoyable. I just wasn't enjoying, you know, all the different things they're doing, whether it's, you know, hanging out, you know, partying, you know, doing all the other things, that, you know, sinning and, uh, and and all those types of things. It just yeah. wasn't, I wasn't enjoying it. And um, so I would say early in the offseason, it just kept, you know, Christ just kept nudging. I mean, then it was during training camp of that season, during, during training camp, I um, ended, eventually uh, went to chapel and, you know, we used to have a Bible study um, during training camp. And, you know, it was that day that I decided, you know, here I'm going to um, give my life to Christ. Um, it was early in in August of uh, 2004, and, you know, it just um, it was just like, man, when I gave my life to Christ, the, the, the things that I was looking for, that peace, that happiness, that joy that I was looking for, and, and all those other things came in an instant when I gave myself to Christ, uh, my life to Christ, and it was just like, man, I wish I had done this years ago. Just um, that peace, that gratification, that 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 joy, man, that void that I was missing, it came, you know, right away once I gave my life to Christ. And uh, and it was um, the 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 thing about um, once you give your life to Christ, especially um, during training camp. Um, training camp is known back then. It was you know two or eight practices. You're you're hot. It's hot. You're um, up early, going to bed late, but I was so on fire for the Lord. Like I'd be up until two or three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> you know, reading the Bible. Uh, just couldn't get enough, um, you know, of uh, God's word, and and you know, go to practice, and I'm just balling, you know, just praying right before the play. It's not just all kind of, you know, stuff that that I couldn't even imagine have uh, doing the year before. But it was just like, man. You know, that's how much, uh, you know, I was on, on, on fire for the Lord, and that's how he was impacting my life. What was, you know, what was it like after, in the immediate after? I mean, I know you said it was instantaneous in a lot of ways, and I love that that sort of conversion. You feel it, you know it, it's happened. But then what, right? Because now you have a season to play, and you're in Buffalo at this time. You had gone from the Rams, and we're, I want to go back to the Rams in a minute, but you're in Buffalo at this time, and you have this new sort of found faith. So, how did you respond? What type of changes did you see in your life, uh, even into your football, I guess, playing career, now that you had, you know, sort of the Lord in your life? What was that like? Well, um, the thing I was first and foremost concerned about, I used to play this angry game, you know, just I was angry, I was, like cussing people out on the football field and, you know, so here I am thinking like, man, how can I represent Christ? <laughs> And still be this the type of football player, player that I was accustomed to being. Yeah. Because I didn't want to, you know, claim Christianity and yet still be talking the same way on the football field and, you know, not showing Christ uh, 
So that was a, that was a like initial struggle for me, but it was like, you know what? The, the crazy thing is just this how the Lord works is my game actually got better um, because now there wasn't any clutter I was dealing with. There wasn't any, um, you know, all the different chaos and chaos and all those other things that was a part of my life prior to um, giving my life to Christ. Now those things were eliminated. So, you know, things just slowed down so much for me. It was almost like I say in the movie, the movie, the matrix when, you know, um, if you see a, a bullet being shot at, at the um, Wesley Sipes and these, or with the Keanu Ruiz, I can't remember who that kid. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the bullet shot at him, and he's just, uh, you know, dodging the bullet, uh, you know, in slow motion. Um, that was that was what I was feeling, um, you know, during that time. And my game just, uh, it took off a whole nother level. And, you know, I was, uh, I was like, man, this is great. I I need to get baptized right away. I would have got baptized probably like a week later. <laughs> it was it was just like I was all in, right? <laughs> That's really great. We're talking to London Fletcher here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. And I'm gonna go kind of backwards. So we're kind of jumping around a little bit. But you start your career with the Rams. You mentioned that. It's interesting to me. I just thought about this too. You played with Kurt Warner and you were on that Super Bowl team, and I wonder because you weren't walking with the Lord during your time with the Rams, at least based upon what you told me. But thinking back, is there is there a guy like Kurt and some others that maybe had an influence on you and you didn't even realize it? Maybe planting seeds for you uh, until 2004 when you started walking with the Lord. Yeah, I'd say uh, Aeneas Williams had a great influence on me. Um, yeah, Aeneas came in 2001, which was was my last season and. In St. Louis, and Aeneas was, uh, you know, a strong man of God, strong man of Christ and faith. Um, and just watching him, observing him, and how he carried himself, the peace that he had, and the way he carried his business on and off the field, it just really, uh, it resonated with me. And you know, I, I can I can look at him and like, man, you know, I want that peace that he's had, he has in his life because he just always seemed like he just had peace. And here I am, man. I'm just, I got chaos in my life. Bro. <laughs> you know, just a lot of stuff going on. So that was a, you know, kind of a seed that was planted, you know, um, a couple years prior, prior to that. And then once I got to Buffalo, I want to say like 2003, Detroit Benson came to the uh, Bills. Another guy who I observed and watched him, and um, he was kind of, you know, he was pointing some. To my life, life and other players on the uh, on the team. So, you know, just um, you know, those two guys um, definitely were, were people that I, you know, looked at and, and you know helped uh, bring me to Christ. So you're at the Rams. So we'll go back a little bit here, and let's let's go on the field, and we'll talk a little football for a second. So you make it to the Rams in '98 after being undrafted. Then you go on to play in all 16 games as a rookie, which is great. And then in your second year, you helped lead the Rams, along with the greatest show on turf, of course, to a Super Bowl victory. You got your Super Bowl ring, your second year in the league. What memories come to mind when I bring up that Super Bowl win over Tennessee? Because there's so much I remember about that game, about that season, and even about that week at the Super Bowl in Atlanta, which was not the greatest weather in the world. Just what comes to mind when you think about that Super Bowl and that season for you? Well, just really the journey more so than the um, 
within the game. I think um, where we started during preseason, during training camp, we were we were a team that had finished I think four and twelve the year before. Last night, this division, uh, one of the worst teams in football, and nobody really expected us to do anything. Now we had um, you know made the trade for Marshall Paul, acquired actually Trent Green. During the offseason, um, they signed him in a, as a free agent. He was going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, he gets injured in in, in preseason, tears his ACL, and Kurt is named the starter. And here he is, this guy who you know, is the bad groceries. <laughs> you know, really league <laughs> football guy. Yeah, um, you got him undrafted guy. You got this undersized Division three reject starting that middle linebacker. You just got a lot of a lot of different misfits and, and guys that you wouldn't think. Um, would eventually um, be a be starters and, and a team that would win the Super Bowl. But throughout the course of the year, you know, just continue to see how we played and um, maybe get gaining confidence each and every week. So eventually, man, it was just in our mind, it was like there was no doubt that we were going to win it, win each and every game we were playing. It's just, you know, really the only question was, well, how much? <laughs> <laughs> and that was what that season was like watching yeah. you guys. Those games were were crazy the amount of scoring that they were doing, really setting a pace for what the NFL is like today, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, stuff that I'm saying now, um, that offense was doing, what, 20 years ago. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's fun to watch, see now, but I can remember just being a part of it. It's like, man, this is some fun stuff, man. <laughs> yeah, but did you think you were just going to win a Super Bowl every year after that? Because you get it in your second year. And it ended up being the only Super Bowl you played in and won. So is is it like to the, you know, you're rich and spoiled at that point as far as winning Super Bowls, and then it just doesn't happen again. It really makes you appreciate how hard it is to get a Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. We thought we'd definitely um, repeat as um, champions. We were when you look at the makeup of the team. We also were a really young team. Um, didn't I don't think we really lost any. We lost a couple guys via free agency, but I would say the majority, I wouldn't probably be close to 20 guys, 20 starters were back on that team um, the next year. But, you know, it's, it's a lot different um, being being the hunters as opposed to the hunted. And, <laughs> you know, team the next year, people were gunning for us. We had the bulls out on our back, um, kind of struggled through some injuries, stuff like that with the team, and we finished – Ten and six barely made the playoffs and lost in the first round. But the next year we go back, it was like, you know, we're back, man. Uh, we went into the Super Bowl against the Patriots, fourteen point favors, and again, it was it wasn't a question of if we were going to win. It was just about how many, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, how many are we going to win by? So that was really the only um, question mark uh, going into that game. But you know. As you, we all know how that kind of turned out. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk much about that, although that was when the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick dynasty began. I want to ask you about just your career because you go on to play you know, a couple more seasons with the Rams after the Super Bowl. Then you're in five years with Buffalo, and then your final seven with the Redskins, 16 seasons total. An incredible career, really, in my mind, just coming from where you came from. But you get you get to make four four Pro Bowls, but even more, it still blows my mind. I'm sure you get asked about it all the time, but you never missed a game. And that's 16 seasons playing a position like linebacker where you're hitting people on every play, it seems like. 
and you never miss a game. 256 to be exact, only one of only five players in the history of the league to play over 250 consecutive games. I guess I have a couple questions off that. Did you ever miss a game in college? I'm just curious if you were ever injured in college. I, I missed a game, but it wasn't due to injury. <laughs> okay. It was due to discipline. <laughs> discipline, there you go. Well, then, uh, now you got to tell that I story. My, uh, <laughs> I guess it's been, it's been in my uh, second game. It was a football game. Second game because I uh, I skipped out on uh, Sunday conditioning. Okay. Yeah, so they suspended me for a game. But I, I didn't miss a game for uh Injury in college. I missed one in high school. Okay, with a uh, sprained ankle. Um, so, how that, how important was it for was, you? That was, it. that was it. How important was it for you as you go along here, and you're playing in 50 straight games, and then 100 straight games, and you're like, this has become a badge of honor for me. I can't miss any games. How important was it for you to play hurt and and not miss a game? You know, it's it's something that I'm. I guess once I got over 200. It was like, okay, man, you come this far, um, <laughs> you got to keep going. But it really, it wasn't, um, before I knew it, I was, I guess, 10 years consecutive without missing a game. That's when, you know, somebody kind of mentioned it, where like, oh, you play 10, you know, 10 consecutive seasons and never miss a game. But I looked at it, um, it was almost like, I couldn't, I, I couldn't imagine not playing. So it was just like, man, yeah. I, I love playing that much. I love to compete. Like I don't I don't want to sit on fire. I don't want to watch other people play that. It's just not I don't like that. I don't enjoy that. That's why I got uh you know suspended in college for the uh, missing the uh, I missed I missed that uh workout because I was a backup at that point in time my first year playing and I didn't play as much as I wanted so I was not happy about that stuff. So, um but I just I I couldn't imagine not playing. Um I I don't know. I to me, it was like, all right, you know, if it, if it wasn't like, there's no way you can play in this game. I, you know, I'm playing, so <laughs> it never got to the point where like, there is no way you can play in this game because of the injury that you had. I had some pretty significant injuries. That's what I wanted to ask you. How? What type of injuries did you have? I've had, I mean, I've had um, dislocated, uh, separated shoulder in college. Uh, later next week, uh, sprain MCL, you know, second second degree MCL sprain, hyperextend the knee, um, uh, high high ankle sprain, uh, you know, just a uh, hamstring injury. Uh, you know, those are things that a chip, little chip fracture in my foot, but you know, stuff like that where I was still able to uh, play. <laughs> Hmm. You know, good tape job. Uh, you know, but maybe uh, Novocaine uh, shout out if, if, on my foot or something like that. If it was, you know, depending on what 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 the uh, what the element was. And, all right, let's go. And not only let's go, I'm going. I'm going out here with the same expectations uh, as if I was totally healthy. Is there ever a time, London, where you almost didn't play? where the the training staff or coaches or somebody was like, no, you're not playing. And you said, no, I am. Was there ever a moment where that happened and you were close to not playing, but you, you pushed through? Not where the trainer staff said, no, you're not playing. It was, it was one of those things where um, I guess after you get to a certain 
certain number of games played, and, and you know they they look at some of the injuries I've had and I played. They're like, well, <laughs> when anybody can play, he can play. Saturday, <laughs> they would always just kind of be like, all right, let's see how treatment goes, and you know, you might be a game time decision. There was um one particular place at uh, time in, in Buffalo um, at a um, hamstring injury, so it forced me to didn't complete the game. Um, prior, I think I missed like the second half of the game, and so that's how significant the hamstring this was, injury was. And all week, I you know wasn't really able to practice. You know, getting my treatment, all those types of things, um, making progress, but still like, okay, I, I just don't know. Um, so I'm driving to the stadium, you know, the day of the game, and so the plan was, okay, linebacker coach would take me out. Work me out, see um, see if I would be able to go or not. And literally, as I'm driving to the game, I'm thinking, man, I, I just don't like. I may not be able to play, and I was kind of in tears, like, man, I, I um, that I was probably going to not be able to play the game. It wasn't about me missing, you know, my my streak. It was like, man, I'm letting my teammates out, and, and I want to play football. <laughs> like, you know. It's, it's, it was more about that. Um, yeah. Once I got there, and uh, my coach worked me out. He was like, "Hey, man, be honest with me. Can you go?" So I was like, "Yeah, I can. I can be first and second down, and then you know, let, let somebody else play third down." Um, and uh, sure enough, you know, going to the game and um, Tequio gets injured, and so it was going to be him and another guy play uh, second nickel defense, and Tequio got injured. Now I got to play the whole game. We're going against Michael Vick and he the Falcons. It uh, worked up, but I played the whole game and it was it was fine. That was the closest, I guess, I came to um, not playing. And then you retire in 2013. Did you know when it was time? Was that something that you kind of had an idea of before the season started, or was it just does it was it as you went through that season? I'm trying to remember how it worked, but was it? after the season or as you go through the season that you realize, I think I'm done here. Not that I felt like um, going into that year, that was going to be my last year. Um, Cause really even, even after the uh, 2016 season, I, I thought long and hard about, um, you know, possibly even um, retiring after the 2015 season. We hadn't made the playoffs. Um, lost in the first round. And it was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm I was just like, at that point, almost in the very like, man, I'm just I'm ready to move on, do other things. Cause, you know, I played in at that point, you know, 240 straight days, like, man, you know. Uh, oh yeah. So it just took me a lot. Um, and if I was going to play the next next year, I was going to need. Um, um, I had um, really bad elbow injury. My ankle was, um, you know, really bad. So I was going to have to have surgery on both uh, both those injuries in order to play. I hadn't had any surgeries prior to that. Like, do I want to have surgeries? Do I want to go through the rehab process and all those different things? My um, my family, my wife and children were living in Charlotte during the season at that point in time. I, that was my first year being away from them. Do I want to be away from them another season? Um, you know, and longer because I'm going to have to rehab up in uh, D.C. So there's a lot of stuff that I was weighing and dealing with. And eventually it was like, okay, I need to find, you know, some type of motivation if I'm going to do it. And eventually I did. And, you know, um, but I, I pretty much knew 16 was going to be my last season. Um, but it was just, for me, I just needed to make sure I stayed in the right mindset and not um, think about it. Like, 
still go about approaching this the way I've always approached it. Each and every game. Yeah. You retired in 2013. We mentioned the Hall of Fame nomination. You're also doing broadcast work, as we talked about with CBS. You're a husband. You're a dad. So let's close with this. So much happening in your life. Lots of great things. What are you learning from God? What is what is the Lord teaching you during this time of life, London Fletcher? That um, that's kind of been hitting you, maybe bullseye right in front of the right in front, right in your face. What are you learning from God? You know, um, man, it's uh, I think now what I really really focus on is just uh, trying to be the a better husband to my wife, a um, better father to my children, being being one that. Um, the type of husband and type of father that Christ wants me to be for them. So just, um, you know, praying for them, um, you know, trying to get do it the way Christ wants me to do. And I come up short all the time. <laughs> it's been just like a constant struggle. Like, and my wife, she'll remind me, you know, by, you know, by, by uh, shortcomings. But it's just like, man, just want to be the type of husband and the type of, and the type of father that, that Christ wants me to be. Um, those are the things that's most important to me. It's just you know, I'm doing those things, and um, you know, in a manner that will be pleasing to Him. But I think um, it's so important because you know I'm only going to have these. We're only going to have these children under our roof for so long, and just um, I, I have a 11 year old girl, 10 year old boy, and an eight year old girl. You know, and the next, I mean, you're talking about. 10 to, 10 to 12 years, they'll all be out of our house. Oh, yeah. Um, so just really preparing them and equipping them to, you know, put Christ first in their, in their lives and, and being productive, loving um, citizens, you know, and, and followers of Christ. So that's this is really, um, you know, what I focus on. He is London Fletcher, four-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, one of only five players in the history of the league to play in over 250 consecutive games and now Pro Football Hall of Fame nominee. So much happening with him. Lord London, we appreciate you sharing your story, sharing your journey and your testimony, and we wish you nothing but the best. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Jason. And we thank you for listening to our conversation with London Fletcher, four-time Pro Bowler, longtime NFL linebacker here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. That was part two that you just heard right now. Part one was released yesterday. So make sure you listen to both part one and part two of our conversation with London Fletcher. Both just really fascinating podcasts and conversations talking to him about growing up just in a difficult environment, one of five children, and then overcoming all of that, going to a Division three school with the odds stacked against you, and then making it all the way to the NFL. And not only making it to the NFL, playing 16 seasons, and not only playing 16 seasons, but playing every game in 16 seasons, never missing a game in his NFL career. Really appreciate London Fletcher for being here on the podcast. We also appreciate you for listening to this podcast. You can always reach us on sportspectrum.com. That is the big website where all of our content is found. Daily devotionals every single morning at 6 a.m., as well as content, articles, videos every day on the intersection of sports and faith. And here's a really great opportunity for you. Go to sportspectrum.com and click on the magazine subscribe area. You can get four issues of our magazine. It's a quarterly magazine, really great magazine. $18. That's all it is for an entire year. 
$18 and you can subscribe to the Sports Spectrum magazine. I, I highly recommend it. The magazine is awesome. It's a great tool to hand out to people uh, at youth groups, men's ministries, all these different places, churches, uh, sports teams, whatever it is, just a great uh, sort of piece of literature, if you will, to hand to people that's not in their face. It doesn't kind of scream Bible, cross Jesus on it. But when you read it, these stories are impactful and powerful, and they're all on the intersection of sports and faith glorifying God. So highly recommend you subscribe to the Sports Spectrum magazine. It's $18 for an entire year, a great deal. You get four issues, plus you get our welcome issue. So really, it's five issues of the Sports Spectrum magazine. Check it out over at sportspectrum.com. We want to thank our partners, Compassion International, as well, for sponsoring this podcast. You can change a child's life by releasing them from poverty. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. $38 a month. Release a child from poverty. You can make a difference. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and sponsor a child today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. My name is Jason Romano. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. This is Sports Spectrum.